But uh, I'd like you to open your Bible, if you would, please. And I want to get right into this because I want to talk today um, uh, uh, from a new series that I, I think will be incredibly helpful to a lot of people. Um, because the whole month, I'm going to talk about fighting a bad harvest. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. Fighting a bad harvest. Every now and then in life, you end up with stuff that you didn't plan for. You have a life result that you didn't expect. And you're trying your best to figure it out, and you're trying to sort it out, and you just don't know how to, how to deal with this. I, a lot of people I've ministered to, um, have, it's come to my attention that what they face is because of the things they've sown over the years. And they're trying. They're trying to manage it. And all of us can relate to that because we've all done things and now we're managing it. And the best way to summarize it is this is just a bad harvest. We planted a seed and, it, and we didn't grow what we wanted to. And now we're trying to figure it out. You charge too much debt. Uh, you built relationships for the wrong reasons. Uh, you picked the wrong friends. Got in the wrong career that wasn't really your real gifting but now you're in it and stuck a little bit. So how do you manage a bad harvest? And how do you fight? Well, in our study today, um, you're going to think a lot about, first of all, what you've planted in your life. I want you to think about that. But I also want you to look at a guy who's planting some things in his life. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. He's the king of Babylon, and he's, he's conquering Israel around 600 B.C., and it's just a bad season for, for Israel. But, but the bigger issue is what he's doing in his life, Nebuchadnezzar. He's making some choices, and I want you to see how these choices play out. And I want you to discern with me what's going to happen. Now, next week, we'll talk about what happens. Next week, we talk about the harvest. And then beyond that, I'm really, I'm really excited about uh, the next part of the month because I, I, I get the feeling that some of you are, you're in this uh, fight and you just don't know what to do. And I want to show you in this month, okay, this is what happened in my life, but this is how I fix it. Say that with me, please. Come on, say, this is what happened. Come on. But this is how you fix it. Uh, I, I just will we'll cover all that later. But let me start with Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel chapter 3, verse 1 through 15. Now, I'm not going to read 15 verses to you right away. What I want you to do is see it in, in four pieces first. And I want you to take these four pieces, and I want you to look at this guy who's going to sow a bad harvest in his life, and he's going to end up with a bad life result. So think of a harvest as a life result. I did this, the end result was... I said this, the end result was, right now, you're at the beginning of a season in Nebuchadnezzar's life. He's just captured four guys that we know about that are highlighted in the book of Daniel. Daniel's one, then there's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In our study today, we're going to highlight the three guys. We'll talk about Daniel later. We did in our last week's sermon, which you heard, right? We started this series, and... Um, and you saw it as a video sermon, but I prepared for you, right? I'm going to hit it again here. And so that was really part one of this. But I want you to see that uh, last week we talked about uh, fighting from where you are. That these are guys in slavery who didn't want to be in slavery. 
but that's where they were. Sometimes you don't get to choose the family you're in or the circumstance you're in. So how do you fight from where you are? It's a great discipline to learn how to fight from a place you don't like, how to, how to stand up and manage uh, a job season. You can't stand it, but you've got to be there for five years. How do you win in that job season? Joseph is another study of a guy who mastered that. Didn't plan to be in slavery, didn't plan, but he had a good attitude. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these guys are, they call them the three Hebrew boys. They modeled for us how to do that. And so in this study, um, there is um, a, a set of circumstances that Nebuchadnezzar is going to create. And I want you to watch how it unfolds. So the first thing I want you to look at is, the first thing he does is he sets up a, a, a priority, a new list of priorities. Now, it's called in the Bible an idol, but I want you to listen to the text. I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was six cubits or 90 feet, and its width was six cubits, which is nine feet. So it's 90 feet high and nine feet thick. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Now, I want you to watch what he does. He sets up a new priority for everybody when it comes to worship and says, this is an idol I built and I want everybody to worship it. So now this is about priority. Don't get caught up in the word idol because you, you'll lose it for a minute. I'll come back to that. But see this as a new priority. As far as he's concerned, everybody now has to prioritize this idol. It's not Christianity. It's not Judaism. Of course, Christianity wasn't there then. But it's none of these other religions. It, you have to worship this one idol that I set up. This is your new priority. Say that with me, please. Come on. This is your new priority. So everybody hears this. Now, secondly, then he sets up a dedication service for his idol. In other words, I want you to understand there's a specific day I expect everybody to do this. And so we're going to have a start date. Okay? Look at verse 2 of Daniel chapter 3. King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together all the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province. So I'm calling all the leaders together so everybody understands the new priorities. Okay? They had to come to the dedication of the image. I want everybody to the dedication service, which King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Uh, so the, all the leaders come together, right? The judges, administrators, and all the officials of the province gathered together for the dedication of the image. So everybody knows that the king, Nebuchadnezzar, has set this up, and they stood before the image, and everybody's clear, so there's no confusion. So I want you to notice, here a guy now has started with a clear, defined date. This is important. You'll see in a minute. Number three. Then he demanded during the service that everybody bows to this idol when they hear a certain sound. So now he's establishing a routine. Please say that with him. Please come on. A routine. With me? Verse 4. This is chapter 3. Then, he, then, he, then a herald cried out loud, right? To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at the time, at the time you hear the sound of the music, at the time you hear the sound of the music, give me one of my musicians. I want you to join me, please. Come, give me some music. At the sound of the music, when you hear the music playing, that's when everybody is to bow down. When you hear the music, that's the time. Now, so everybody's clear? All right, so the guy gets up and the guy says, okay, 
Uh, and you can play me something a little jazzier too. You can think of something a little jazzier. I don't know what you want to play, but something. There you go. There you go. So, I, so what happens is all of a sudden you have this, this moment. You can hold on to that music. All right. <laughs> so he sets up this routine, right? At the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, and the psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down. Go all the way down to the ground now. Worship the golden image that the king Nebuchadnezzar set up. Verse 6, whoever does not fall down and worship, whoever does not fall down when the music starts playing, shall be cast into the lake of fire. Thank you very much. So everybody's clear. Nobody's confused. Everybody's clear. Okay, when you hear the music, what you're going to do is fall down. Now, if you don't fall down, we are clear. You're going to immediately, there's no, there's no court date. There's no probation. There's no talking to the judge. No, you're going straight to the fire. Everybody say straight to the fire. Come on. Immediately, immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. So at the time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, everybody went down. Because they knew immediately you go into the fire. Okay, so everybody's clear. So number four, here's what happens. So now, of course, they, they start this ceremony on a certain day, certain time. Everybody knows to get down. They hear the music. You can be eating. You can be combing your hair. You better get down. Whatever you're doing, when the music starts playing, you better get out because, the, you know, people talk. Since people don't like you, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're in leadership because you were called to a special leadership meeting. Everybody was there. So Daniel's there, Shadrach, Misha, everybody's there. Bam. So now watch what happens. There's certain Jews, they go back and tell the king that as you set over the affairs of the province and he names Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. They didn't bow down. Now, here's a question. How come Daniel's name not mentioned? They didn't catch him. <laughs> you know, it didn't catch him. So, so Daniel gets off on this one. They're going to get him later on in the lion's den. So they, you know, they come back to get Daniel later. Three chapters later, they're going to try to get him. But now I want you to notice these three guys, I don't know where they were. Maybe they were out in the marketplace. Everybody went down. Three guys standing up. Whatever happened, <laughs> tattletales, tattletales, tattletales. They went and told on them, right? And so now watch what happened. Watch what happened. All right, number five in your notes. Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring me Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Now, the king is not going to allow for any diversity. One focus. What I said, that's it. It's amazing how you can get that way in your life, in your family, in your leadership. You can be a principal of a school with one focus. You can be the leader of an organization with one focus. You can be a boss with one focus. And you don't, you don't allow for any diversity. Well, here's the king. No, no diversity. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, sang, verse 14. Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, now watch this now. I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to give you one more opportunity. I'm going to give you one more chance. At the time you hear the music, you start, if you hear the music and you go down, at the time you hear the music, you're all right. 
going to give you one more chance. Now, see, everybody's going, wow, that's a big deal. He must like them. Because he said immediately, you go down, you're going, fire, no, no, no probation, nothing. Well, watch what happens, verse 15. Now, if you're ready, verse 15, chapter 3, Daniel. At the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made God good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Tell me who's going to save you now. This is a God test. Okay, well, we, you're going to burn in a minute because I want them to hit the music. And I want to see you in my presence, not bow down. Now, this is a moment, right? Now, this is all about one thing, changing their priorities. This whole discussion is a person trying to move them away from what they believe. Now, you need to back up for a second and go back for me for a minute and think about this. What is, what are your priorities? Is it a boyfriend? Is it a job? Money? What is it? What's changing your value? When the music plays, you forget all about your family. When the music plays, you forget all about your moral convictions. You're holy in church, but when you're alone, the music starts playing, you can't think. When the music plays and you get on the internet and start strolling around to those special websites, the music starts playing, do you bow down every time the music plays? Oh, I'm, I'm talking to you. Can you hear what I'm saying to you? There's, a, there's an amazing temptation. Now, here's what you can, if you're honest, you can remember a dedicated day when this started. You can go back in your mind if you're really honest and say, I remember the day when I met this person. I was fine, but on this day we met, and from then on, my whole life changed. My friendships, I met them in high school. I met them. I, I remember somebody told me the other day, they said, I was in high school and I started doing drugs. I was in 11th grade. They remember the grade. It's amazing. If you are honest, you can go back and say, it started right here. I didn't do this until I met those people. And in that moment, the music started playing, and you developed a routine. And so you do this every so often. You go get high every so often. Every so often, you got to go do a little something crooked. Music start playing. You start bowing. This is all about getting them to buy into a new life. Here's the question. What have you bought into? Some churches, I watch them. Every so often, the music plays. and They got to fight. Deacons against the elders. Elders against the deacons. It's a routine. The music starts playing in your household. You got to fight. You and your wife, every time the music starts playing, what you say? I can tell the music must be playing. Because every so often you're mad about somebody. Every so often you got to play back what your daddy did to you. Every so often you got to cry about your mama did something to you. Your brother did something to you. They stole my truck when I was five. You know, it's always something. When the music starts to play, you start to bow, get in the attitude, snap out of yourself. And before you know it, you are worshiping something else. When the music starts playing, you find not dating anybody for a while, and then all of a sudden the music starts playing. You got to go find somebody, anybody, somewhere. So you're back in the club, or you're back on the scene. You're walking down River Street in the cold with your legs showing, trying to find somebody. 
freezing to death, hoping somebody see you. You out there trying to macho your way into a relationship, trying to buy a girlfriend, trying to buy some relationship because the music's playing. If you're not careful, the music will be playing. And if you ever been on drugs, you know I'm telling the truth. The music start playing. You get some money in your pocket, they go to the music. You need something. You got to go find you a hit somewhere. You know what I'm saying? If you're not careful, the music will play. You know what I mean? This is ladies' night, right? And the feet. Okay, watch it. You know what I'm saying? The music start to play. Act like you don't know what I'm talking about. The music start to play, and you can't help yourself. But these three guys did something that was fantastic. I call it three responses to avoid a bad harvest. They knew if I bow to that set of priorities, if I bow to that day and I develop that routine, I will live in bondage. And they said, we will not do that. We will not sow a bad harvest. We don't want to reap something later on in life. I have to live my life apologizing for, feeling sorry about, always excuse me. I'm, I don't know how this happened to me. You, you've, been, you've been broke all your life, all your life. You've been borrowing money not paying it back all your life. I mean, you have to understand, sometimes this has been in your system. It's in your family. It's in the genes. It's your grandmama, your granddaddy. It's going to be your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. It's everybody. There's something, if you're not careful, that you're developing, seeds you're planting that's bad. And these three boys said, not us. Then here's how they did Let me give you the step they did. Number one, they decided, they set pre-established boundaries. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. Pre-established boundaries. Here's what they said. We will not do that. Listen to this dialogue with the king. Nebuchadnezzar tells him, you got one chance, guys, or else. Okay, I'm going to give you one more chance. Now look at verse 16, Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, hey, O king, listen, uh, we, we have no need for you to delay or answer you in this matter. We can tell you now what we're going to do. We don't need any time to think about this. We don't need to negotiate. Uh, we have already preset what we will do and what we will not do. And I want you to listen to what they said. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Now, see, this is the moment where they say, okay, well, it's on now. It's on. You're talking about your God, my God, your priorities, my priorities. Catch this now. Your priorities, my priorities. In my opinion, my God's priorities are more important than your God's priorities. And so we don't do that. So let me just tell you now, since we're going gonna, gonna to get killed anyway, let me just tell you. Here's what they say. If not, I love this because here's what they said. Our God can deliver us, but they have what I call two-sided faith. They said, hey, listen, if he chooses to deliver us, fine. But if not, please be clear, we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image. We're not going to bow no matter what you do. All somebody's got to do to change your priorities say, I'm leaving you. And then you're crazy. You can't do nothing. You can't go to church. They threaten you. Don't tithe. They tell you, tithe, I'm leaving you. Then you don't tithe. They tell anybody can tell you anything. I won't be your friend. I won't. And so all of a sudden now, your priorities change and you bowing down because the music playing. And so here these guys are. And they said, no. Now watch this. Now they decided to trust God for their protection. I love this. They, they were threatened. This is a threatening moment. And there are moments when you try. And all you have to do is say you're, not, you're different. All you have to do is say you're not going to be like everybody else. All you have to do is say, we're not, I'm not joining in that club. I'm sorry. I apologize. Don't mean any harm. But I will not do that. I don't do that. 
Well, watch what happens. Nebuchadnezzar was furious, verse 19. Now, that's, that, that's what would change a lot of people's mind right there. You want to get them changed? Get angry. Just get angry. I see kids do to get their parents. Why? Why? You're not going to send me to the college I want to go to. I don't want to go there. But you ain't got no money. That's the problem in this conversation. You're a broke person. <laughs> broke person talking to a person with money. But what about my dream? So you got to be careful that you don't let people's anger make you lose <coughs> your conviction. Say amen if you hear me. Amen. Yeah, sometimes. Boy, I tell you, <coughs> I see it all the time. And I've kind of got to the place where I just understand that part of my job is to be, make people angry. <laughs> Not intentionally. But I'll start bowing to the music when they start playing because they're angry. So watch what happens. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, verse 19, and, impress, and, and the expression on his face changed. I love this. The expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here's what you do. You go out with somebody, right? <laughs> and you go on a date. It's been great. It's been wonderful. And then they look at you and say, hey, well, I'm going to go back to my place. And you say, you say, no, nah, uh, for what? <laughs> we just want fellowship. Well, we fellowship right now. I don't see what, we, what you mean. Fel fellowship. Oh you, oh, you mean. Oh, no, no, no. I've decided not to sow that harvest right now. Because I don't want that. Car I, don't wanna, I don't wanna sow a bad harvest. I don't want that nine months later to be an issue for me or you. And plus, in my head, I'm trying to serve God. I got a whole new set of goals. I have decided, but, but the music's playing. I know the music's playing. You can cut the music off for a minute. Cut the music off. Because, by the way, I like the music. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest. I like the music. The music can make me go crazy, but I, you need to cut the, cut the music off, okay, here. Because, no. Now, watch this. What'd you say? Now, see, the, 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 people will not view you the same. They, they will look at you differently. You can even be nice when you say it. It doesn't matter. Shadrach, Meshach, said no. He now viewed them differently. Now, this is these are special guys because he gave them a second chance. So watch what happens. He was angry, expression changed, and he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Uh-oh. Okay, we don't just want to burn. We want to crisp them. We want to make sure. Okay, you going to try me up like that in front of everybody? Fine. Turn it up seven times hotter. Now, watch this. This is called a bad job. You ready to say a bad job? Some people you shouldn't work for. Because what happens is he commanded certain men of the valor, of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them in the burning fiery furnace. Then these men, verse 21, these, new, these employees were, I'm sorry, these, these men, the three men, were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace was exceedingly hot. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, that's a bad job. Should have quit. Anyway, so all of a sudden now, I'm dead too, throwing them in. 
Verse 23, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Now, I want you to know, I don't know whether they went in screaming, I don't know whether they went in singing, but they were in there in the fire. Now, this is the moment when you see an amazing thing. God's provision. Sometimes you don't have any control of things, you just have to wait on God's provision. And I want you to see verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying, to this counselors, did, you, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. Look, he answered, look, I see four men loose. They're not bound anymore. They're loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. I don't know who that fourth one is, but it looked like an angel or God or somebody in there walking around with them. Amazing. Now, I want to stop there and I want to make a point. Here's the big point. You ready? The big point is simply this. What's trying to change your priorities? What's in your life right now? What person in your life right now is trying to change your family's priorities? Every December, we're, we're tempted to believe you've got to go by everybody you know a gift because the music's playing. Every back to school season, you've got to go buy all new clothes. Not the old clothes are no good. They're fine in June, July, but somehow you got to go buy everything brand new because the music's playing. I'm not against getting new clothes. I'm just making a point. Why do you go to such extremes? When the music starts to play, what music is playing in your life that's getting you distracted and, and, and making you frustrated? The music's playing, and you're dreaming. I, I see all these college students. You know, I'm a big college fan, and you, you, your music's playing, and, and you can't get what you want exactly, but you can't realize this is about education, not friends. And you, you need to pause and pull yourself back in check. And, and you, you, you know, you got to stop every time the music's playing, swipe your card and charge up a bunch of stuff. And you can't do that every time the music's playing. You're depressed every time the music's playing. You go back in depression every time the music's playing. I can't think about my mother and go into depression every time I think about her. I got to hey, hey, slow down the music every time the music's playing. Something in my mind is controlling me every time, and it's, it keeps playing. What's got you? You can't focus on your real priorities, the things that are essential. There's a book one of my staff brought to me called Essentialism. Amazing concept. Essentialism is the name of the book. And in this book, it was, uh, she came to me and said, Pastor, you like this. And so I downloaded it, and I started reading it Friday. And the thesis of the book is pretty simple. Learn how to do what's essential and get rid of everything else. Focus your life and be a person who does less, the discipline of doing less, I can't do 10 great things in the community. I can do three, three really well. What's essential? Some of these conversations I'm having are not essential to my advancement. They're not essential. Do you understand you'll never get there? Do you understand it will only be a dream if every time the music's playing, somebody can make you and intimidate you into getting away from what you should be doing? Do you understand how trapped you are in a relationship? You're afraid of being alone so much that you're willing to compromise everything you believe. Because for you, you think that's essential and it's not. 
Don't wait till a bad harvest comes up. And you look at life and you go, I cannot believe I did not understand the power I had in my life. And I gave it all away. And now I have this bad harvest I'm trying to fight. Why don't you fight now? Why don't you say, look, no more planting those seeds. Why don't you pull those seeds on the side and say, I get it. And I'm not bowing when the music plays. I'm saying cut off that music because I don't bow to that. Did you learn something today? Yeah. Hope you did. <laughs> Father, I thank you for the word and all that's been said today. I thank you for the hand of God upon your people. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for the power that you give to us. I pray in Jesus' name that the hand of God would be strong upon us, your people. I pray that your Holy Spirit would lift us to a new place. I pray, God, that you would do for us what only you can do. I ask you in Jesus' name to heal every heart and every mind. And may we leave this place inspired, motivated, lifted. This is the will of God. This is God's will and God's desire. God, I know you can make a difference. God, I know you can heal. And so we, 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 we lift our hearts today. I pray for people here that don't know your Savior, people here that never started to walk with God, people here that never said, Jesus, I need to give you my life. Let this be the day they do that, the day they say, I surrender my life to Jesus, and I want to, start, I want to be a disciple, follower of Christ.